Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is episode five of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brenda Garen, and today we've got a special treat for you. In this virtual studio we call the internet, we've got our very first guest host. They're Wiccan, they're wonderful, and their show was a huge inspiration for Hex Positive. All the way from our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, we've got Trey Dorn. Welcome, Trey. I'm a person. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, in fact you are. Uh real quick for those uh for those poor souls who don't know you yet, uh, uh just rattle off a little bit about yourself. Uh well, um I am the old curmudgeon of the internet. No, um I've been a practicing Wiccan for over 20 years. Uh I also do lots of I do too many things. I co-founded the Nerd and Tie Network with some friends, which this show is on. I do a bunch of podcasts. I do web comics. I am just a. I've co-founded an anime convention. I'm a weird person. You're a workhorse. My goodness. It's, that's, that's people a ask lot. me how I have time to do all the stuff I do, and my response, as usual, is it's because I do it all quite poorly. <laughs> well, personal opinion, I think you do it just just fine. Obviously. Uh, so thanks so much for uh, for being on the show today. Uh, Chatting about witchy stuff with you, whether it's on Discord or on Skype, is always a good time. I've been looking forward to this because, you know, listening to you spill tea is like a pastime now. <laughs> uh, has been since I started listening to BS Free. Um, and that's part of what uh, gave me that final push along with, you know, you know, people putting boots in my butt for, hey, you've been talking about starting a podcast for a year. Why don't you do it? And then just uh, listening to yeah. BS Free was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I, if anything, have strong opinions and I'm not about afraid to say them very, very directly. <laughs> and we really, really appreciate that here. I appreciate that immensely. Um, I mean, there's there's certain there's such a thing as, as tact, which you always do exercise, uh, and and manners, of course, which you exercise as well. But there there is something to be said for speaking directly when speaking directly is called for so yeah speaking of speaking directly today we're going to be digging into some more pagan problems uh which might be becoming my brand i'm not sure uh but today we're talking about science denial in the witchcraft community uh listeners buckle up we are about to spill the tea and you are all in the splash zone 
So most witches are good at exercising their common sense and keeping sight of, you know, science and practical knowledge and such like. But there's this weird school of thought, which quite frankly is way too large for my taste, uh, that likes to try and insist that witchcraft and magic is not only equal to, but superior to science. This mostly seems to focus on medicine from what I've seen with witches who are anti-vaxxers, witches who tout homeopathy and herbal cures over modern medical treatments, including things like chemo, uh, witches who tell people not to take their meds because it'll diminish psychic abilities or whatever. It really boggles me. Like, where is the sense in all this? Is this something that's being touted by modern writers and influencers? Or is it just that some people came to witchcraft already having these beliefs and now they're just using the craft to prop up their argument? Trey, your thoughts. So I think really what this, a lot of this comes down to is that you have people who are attracted to magical thinking in the sense that like, if they believe in something, it must be so. And well, I mean, obviously there's, there's a level of belief and intent in any form of witchcraft, at least in most modern paradigms of witchcraft. Uh, to the, these are the people who it's not so much that like they are witches who got into homeopathy, but so much as they are people who are into homeopathy who got into witchcraft. You know what I mean? Like it's I think the denial comes first because I grew up like I grew up in a very scientifically literate household. You know, it's we are you know, and my my wife is has got her master's. Uh, working in a virology lab it's we 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 take science very seriously in this household like there's a lot of what i refer to as hippy dippy nonsense that came through the new age movement which has a ton of overlap with the neo-pagan movement Mm -hmm. Um, and so like the like that's like the the belief in homeopathy like really just comes to down to i don't know if i want to say bad science literacy combined with magical thinking combined with just being dumb um i'm sorry have like homeopathic stuff is just guys it's the placebo effect in action Mm -hmm. um when they talk about like the levels of dilution of like some of these things like the idea where like oh we take this 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 water and it had this this element and then we did you know we, we diluted it by this much, by X numbers, and, like, the number of particles of, like, atoms of whatever's supposed to be in there is actually usually statistically none. Yeah. Based mm-hmm. on the... Um, my favorite thing was that CVS was selling a homeopathic laxative. Oh, God. Which uh, teenagers started buying because you could buy it without ID because it's supposed to be a laxative. Why would you require ID? All, the lax- all it was was alcohol. It was just straight. It was just. It was just drinkable alcohol. I forget what form it was in, but it was just. It was alcohol, and so teenagers were buying it all up and then getting drunk. Oh my goodness! Well, probably because it was being sold as a as, yeah. a, as a tincture. Right. Right. They yeah. didn't have to. They didn't have to have ID, but it was just. Oh my goodness! I, I don't remember the proof, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, considering that uh, that most tinctures call for something that's about vodka strength, that should give you an idea. Yeah. Um, actually, part of what got me into witchcraft was the study of natural medicine. And um, my mom 
for a good while. And I'm not sure if she still is, actually. Uh, we haven't discussed it in a bit, but she used to be very, very into uh, homeopathic medicine because of a certain uh, a certain uh, physician that she consulted with for a while uh, who, who recommended some stuff that was just absolute bunk. And it was just those little bottles of water that you, like, sprayed on your skin and it was supposed to relieve a headache or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I took basically sugar pills after I got my wisdom teeth out. It helped me not at all. I do still keep like Arnica gel in the house every once in a while because it, it helps with like bruises sometimes, but that's, yeah. It, other than that, it's it's not great. The issue that I have with uh, with it is when people start treating their children and their pets with it. And yeah. it's like, um, new. No big capital N-O, no. Um, if there is something a matter with a child or an animal, you really super, super need to go to an actual doctor and yeah. get them actual medicine because the best that any home remedy can do, um, and that's homeopathy, herbal cures, whatever, the best that can usually do is like help alleviate symptoms it's not going to cure anything it's not going to fix anything and you know if you want to put yourself through that you know extra effort and that extra bother that's fine but if you're going to put that on somebody else that's just it seems very negligent well there there are two types there alternative medicine tends to fall into two categories one category one are things that are absolute bunk and don't do anything. And you're lucky if you just get the placebo effect to kick in. And then the other category are um, effectively things that are like herbs and things like that, that actually do have a physiological effect on you. But you need to make sure you're telling your doctor if you take them because they can interact with other medications. Cause it's just pretty much just like taking a raw medication. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And without, without any dosing knowledge. Oh God. <laughs> yes. Or sometimes with, without even like any preparation knowledge people yeah. just throw it in a cup with hot water and think that that's the thing and end up drinking you know wintergreen mugwort tea and it's like no don't don't do that put it down put it down you know way more about herbs than i do so i'll just take your word <laughs> that's a bad thing um well wintergreen uh, while it smells really good and is used for, you know, a flavoring for, for gums and for mints and everything, uh, past that is not meant to be taken internally, especially not in the raw form. The entire plant is actually poisonous. All I know about wintergreen is that if you bite the light save, the light save, the life saver, it turns into a lightsaber. In it, it sparks because <laughs> yes. of the way the sugars compress and that exact like chemical composition. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I I've done that. It's cool. I podcast a lot. You can tell by my the, how I just perfectly clearly speak everything that I'm trying to say. And I never stumble over words. Ever. We, we words real good here, yes. The grand secret to BS Free Witchcraft is the high number of takes that <laughs> no one ever hears. Oh, yeah, I think the grand secret to this episode might be some editing, but we'll be we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be I'm fine. Fine, leave in as many flubs of mine as you want. Like it's, oh, uh, it's it, it makes us I, I have no shame. <laughs> it makes us relatable. It's all good. But yeah, uh, like I was saying, um, 
a lot of my background in witchcraft began with my interest in herbal medicine. And um, so when I came in, you know, I've, I've, I've said before, uh, part of my, you know, stepping stone really was somebody handed me a copy of Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, and I haven't really looked back. But then looking at other witchcraft books, I would see, oh, you know, here's your, your, uh, your third eye tea or, you know, your, your divination tea or it, usually something to do with, uh, with psychic powers that just involved dumping mugwort into whatever blend you were using. And part of me was kind of going, well, wait, these people have been at this for a lot longer than I have. Maybe they know something I don't. <laughs> and yes, yes. And the other part of me was sitting back with my physician's desk reference going, no, don't do that. In general, uh, just for reference, uh, mugwort does have psychoactive properties, but not nearly as strong as some people think it does. And the side effects related to it, especially if you happen to be pregnant, are really not great. And it will interact with depression meds, among other things. And you should really watch your use of it internally uh, if you have any sort of heart condition really or if you're allergic to uh if you're allergic to ragweed what if you really want to make your baby psychic there are other ways <laughs> i i would honestly recommend like full moon rituals over a pregnant belly to make your baby psychic over drinking mugwort tea while you're pregnant because if you do that too often you won't be having a baby so yeah there's mm -hmm. that uh, but yeah, and I just see a lot of, um, not actually, I, I should, I should amend that before I speak. I don't see as much of this particular brand of magical thinking as I used to even like five years ago, which is reassuring. Um, I think that there is much more practical thought in the community than there used to be, but you know, now that we're we're getting back into shorter form conversations on uh, things like TikTok and Twitter, there's not as much in-depth discussion of what goes on. It's just people, you know, having ten seconds or two hundred characters to say what they want to say, and it's it's difficult to get a conversation going, and it's difficult to include all the caveats of things that should be included. What? You mean, like, you can't get solid scientific information out of an aesthetic post? What are you... Generally, <laughs> no. Not unless it's, like, a really sparkly version of, you know, the summary page of a study from John, Johns Hopkins and, or something. And are you trying to tell me that witchcraft posts on social media sites are largely unsourced and don't necessarily have any solid backing? <gasps> How do you know? And if you're lucky, they've cited a 90s Llewellyn book that also wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of, oh, my goodness, uh, just this past week on Tumblr, I had to respond because I was I, I would have like bitten something in half, like gnawed through a table leg if I hadn't. Somebody posted and I'm not going to name names. Uh, somebody posted a a recipe for red clover tea, citing Sybil Leak 
of all people, to say that, you know, oh, just it, it was literally just red clover and hot water and, you know, maybe honey for flavoring, and that was it. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is uh, a tea for general health. Okay, fine. That will prevent cancer. Wait, what? And other serious diseases. That was it. That was the post. Which, which oh, uh, brain dying. Yeah, that's kind of what saw that. I, I, I saw that post. Uh, I. Oh, yeah. Red. Okay. Witchcraft ain't going to cure cancer, guys. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's like. And neither will red clover tea. It just, it just won't. And it won't prevent it either. Well, that was, that was the, the claim. And I, I feel it is important to differentiate. They, they weren't necessarily saying it would cure cancer. They said it would prevent it. No, no, no sourcing on how, no. uh, not even saying, you know, what other quote unquote serious diseases it was supposed to prevent all very nebulous. And I did get into a, let's say spirited discussion with a few people afterward, uh, offsite just about, you know, Hey, you know, the, 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 somebody cited the whole wisdom of the ancients thing, which, Oh, ancients didn't know shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) So that's why they were ancient. So this is, this is, this is really the thing. So I know I said like, I don't want to like when I say that magic won't cure cancer, I don't mean like don't ever use magic for healing and like definitely help because actually we've, you know, there have been studies that show that like a person's attitude through these things helps their survival chances. And so like, but we use the medicine first. Yes. See the, like we, people have this romantic image of the, the witch healer in the woods with their herbs and all that stuff. But that's guess what medicine is. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. That's the stuff that worked out of that stuff put yeah. in a, unfortunately, highly capitalist system in America. But, you know, it's the medicine itself is still good. It's uh, so you use the medicine first. And if you want to supplement that with witchcraft, good, because, again, we've shown that, like, even just like having positive outlook has helped people's chances and odds of recovery. So using magic to help boost recovery is good, but it ain't going to do shit without the magic. Pardon oh, me. Yeah. I don't know if you have oh, the no, no. flag. <laughs> well, we're going to have one for this episode <laughs> be- because fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I um, want to be able to swear. Sorry. Uh, I'm used to being on my show. It's, oh no, <laughs> it's, it's all good. We'll, we'll have one for this episode. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. My, my whole show is marked explicit at the base level to prevent, <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want anyone saying that, you know, I don't want, yeah, I come from the nineties, man. It's I'm, I am always paranoid about some pearl clutching mother angry that I have introduced their child to witchcraft. So at least if I put the explicit flag, I said it was clearly not intended for children. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. I mean, Uh. I've got no problem with younger people. People. I have no problem with my. I'm secretly have no problem with minors listening to my show, mm-hmm. but you know it's. Yeah, but there are if, some people who get who get lawsuit happy. I'm just with, saying with that, that like if your kid's listening to my show, it's because you've left them unsupervised, and so it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. There's that. But 
uh, what you were saying about the the witch in the woods with the with the healing yeah, herbs. It's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Modern medicine is like, oh, witches used to make willow bark tea, and now we have aspirin. It's it's literally the it same stuff, just compressed down into yeah. an easy to take pill form that is, you know, scientifically tested and more importantly, safety tested. Uh, so that you know you're getting something that's going to be effective. And now it also comes with, you know, interaction warnings. So it's like, hey, yeah. if you have heart conditions, be careful how you take aspirin. It's Tim mentioned, the comedian Tim mentioned, had, there's a quote of his from one of his uh, routines in which uh, he, the, the line is, do you know what they call alternative medicine that works? Medicine. medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it consistently works, it just becomes medicine. Yeah. So and I, I can understand like the whole big pharma nonsense and the fact that having all these problems with the, 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 the capital capitalist use of, of medication and, and that it's so expensive and difficult for people to get what they need. I understand having a problem with that. I have a problem with that, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to tell someone not to go to chemo or not to take their meds because somehow witchcraft is nebulously better, even though it's not. It's I not. mean, you should always supplement any magic, full stop, always this supplement is... magic with practical action, no matter what it is. And especially with healing. I just, I, the, here's the easy metaphor. Like people like who like try to apply like magic to health stuff. I just want to say if you're a witch and your house is on fire and you're in the house, what are you going to do? Are you going to call the fire department or are you going to use magic to put out the fire? Mm. Any reasonable person is going to say, well, clearly, you know, my magic is not strong enough to put out the fire that is in my living room. Right. It's, yep. You're not going to try to do that. That's that's your body, man. Like yep. it's, that's it. It's, that's the situation you're in. Yep. 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 And you only get one. So, you know, reincarnation aside the, for this lifetime, this one body is all you got. So you got to give yourself the best possible chance of, you know, recovering from whatever you're ill with or dealing with whatever, you know, your brain happens to be doing, uh, which, which actually brings me to, my next point, um, witches who tell other witches not to take medicine for mental health or meds with psychoactive effects because it will, quote unquote, dull their abilities, whether it's psychic abilities or magical abilities or what have you. This is like the new, you know, take chamomile tea if you have a cold instead of going to the doctor and getting an antibiotic. Well, maybe not antibiotics for a cold, but if you have, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it's and uh, people like non witches have been like talking about this, like for artists are like, oh, don't take, you know, your depression meds because yeah. it'll dilute your. I'm like, no, no, it won't. You know, I it's mental health is an important thing to take care of. Yeah. All OK. So when you take your meds if you if you have depression the whole point of the drug is to even out and have your brain produce chemicals that it's supposed to be making but isn't right like that is the theory like that's the play 
when you take you an antidepressant, if you can't make your own neurotransmitters, store-bought is fine. Yet somehow, neurotypical witches, which I swear exist, I, <laughs> I've met them. They are perfectly capable of performing magic with that brain chemistry. It's like, I do not have depression. My brain makes happy chemicals fine. My magic is not diluted by the fact that my brain can make happy chemicals. Absolutely. I mean, I've got generalized anxiety disorder, which is a whole other mess. But yeah, I also spent years and years in therapy for that (laughs) and have developed the tools which make it so I don't need medication right now. And I am functional as an adult. But there would be no shame if I did have to take something. Exactly. I mean, the, being a tortured genius, whether as an artist or a witch or just in general, is a very romantic idea, but the practical experience of it sucks. And it's not something that I would wish on anybody. You know, it, it's not something that you need or want in your life uh, to be considered valid as a creator of anything or a practitioner of anything. Uh, if your ability only manifests when you haven't taken your meds, then there's a real good chance that it's a symptom of something going on in your brain that maybe you need to take care of. There's no psychic or magical or artistic ability that's worth being robbed of your ability to, you know, function. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess my, like, even if in the, like, even if we would accept the idea that taking medication would blunt your magical abilities even if we accepted that i will tell you i would rather have no mat like no magical abilities and be happy same you know mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna tell like for me my you know i'm i'm a wiccan so it, this is also you know my religious experience and the experiences that i've had spiritually with my practice are very very important to me i I would rather live my life without those experiences and be happy. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you and I have discussed uh, some of what went on in that, uh, the house I lived in when I was a teenager. Um, It was because of all that, that I, you know, I was, I was on medication at the time for separate issues, uh, mood stabilizers, stuff for, ADHD representation matters. I'm, I'm speaking about it openly. Um, I'm not medicated now, but I was pretty heavily medicated then. And in addition to that, I actually made a concerted effort to, you know, close off that part of my perception because as cool as it would be, I think to be able to like switch that on now when I actually know how to handle it, I didn't know how to handle it then. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no access to any resources that could have helped me handle it in a healthy way. So, you know, of course, your mileage may vary for anyone listening. But for me, it was much more important to maintain my sanity and my ability to tell what was real and what wasn't than to say, hey, I can see and talk to ghosts. And I think that, you know... When you also, have ghosts that... are a bunch of dicks, and you don't want to talk to them anyway. Oh my 
God, yes. Oh, the worst. But yeah, and I think that any witch with, you know, any sort of extrasensory, clairvoyant, clair, whatever stuff going on, that is a judgment call that should be made. It's like, hey, is being able to do this worth the stress that it puts on you and the, you know, the the strain to your perception and your brain and your heart? You, you got to think of that. You know, when, you, when you're making these calls and sometimes, you know, as, as neat as it is to be able to say, hey, I can do X, Y, and Z, you, you do need to be able to step back and be like, no, I, I got to take care of myself first. Uh, you can't serve from an empty cauldron, as someone uh, so pointedly said to me uh, recently. So, you know, keep your cauldron full. You got you to take care of yourself. And sometimes that means making a, a tough call. Yeah. And again, again, there are neurotypical witches who are doing just fine. So uh, that means, you know, being on your medication. You know what? Here's the thing is I think it's because um, things do feel differently. You know what I mean? And so if you're used to finding your groove the way that you feel like normally and it's not there, that can be disconcerting. But you mm-hmm. just have to learn to find it in a new way. It's, you know. Yeah. And there's, there's always, you know, there's always a handful of ways to do a thing. There's always another method. There's always something else that uh, you can try. Uh, There's always different things you can explore. And it's, it is really important to consider which one is going to impact your health in the least negative way. I know that's a terrible way of putting it, but <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's, there's a choice between crap and worse crap. So there's always other options available and you should always go with the one that is least harmful to your physical and mental health, even when you're options all seem kind of equally weird shall we say i hate to be the wiccan in the room but no, go uh, for it go for it the wiccan read <laughs> is and it harm none do as you will you're a person who can be harmed yeah mm-hmm. that does you're include yourself be, it includes yourself yeah i mean if you follow that like i do but you know <laughs> well i mean even uh even if you're not a person who uh, subscribes to the Wiccan read, and I don't, um, there there is definitely something to be said for, hey, you know, self-care needs to be part of your craft, and your craft should not be so strenuous that it causes you harm. It should not be something that causes you harm in a significant and severe way. We'll be back with more Hex Positive after this brief sponsored break. This episode of Hex Positive was brought to you by the Vagabond Tabby. We all care about the ingredients that go into our bath and body products. We want to feel great and smell great without a bunch of extra crap that dries out our skin or pollutes the environment after we rinse it off. That's where the Vagabond Tabby comes in. Owner, proprietor, and certified cat mom, Kate, uses only the safest natural materials, often organic or wild-crafted, for her soaps and bath products, and researches all her ingredients for safety, effectiveness, and environmental impact. Why? Because it matters. Whether you're scrubbing the largest organ on your body, 
that's your skin, silly. Relaxing with a cup of herbal tea or applying bug spray to your near and dear, wouldn't you feel better knowing it's not only high quality, but safe for you and the planet? I recently picked up the Divine Luna Face Soap and the Wicked Girls Saving Ourselves Soap from this shop, and I am in love. My face feels like it's gotten brand new skin, and I smell like a witch on a mission. Head on over to thevagabondtabby.com to check out the vast array of bath and body products they have in stock. Life is hard right now. We could all use a little pampering. Check out the shop on Twitter and Instagram, and make sure to say hi to Kate and the kitties while you're there. You only get one body. Take good care of it with the help of the Vagabond Tabby. Good stuff for your skin, without all the crap. And now, back to the show. So what I think is interesting about, so when we talk about science denial and witch, witchcraft, is what's interesting to me is that it's different than we talk about science denial in general, in at least in, in the United States and, and around the world. Like, Because usually when you talk about science denial, uh, it's more than one thing. Like, obviously, you know, climate change, there's an entire party that, a uh, political party that is dedicated to denying that, science change, that climate change is happening, even though it is. But the, <laughs> the, the kind of science denial that you'll find in the witchcraft community is you is so much more focused on, on health. It's, you know, uh, the anti-vax movement has, much to the annoyance of some of us, there have been quite a few Wiccans involved in that. I remember... Um, finding an online discussion years ago in which some Wiccan was trying to use their religion to get an exemption from getting their kid vaccinations. And everyone was like, there's, there's nothing in Wicca that says you can't get a vaccination. There's, there's no, it was this whole message thread of people trying to explain that. I mean, whether you believe that or not, there's nothing in the religion that you're trying to, but like, and so like, there are uh, Wiccan groups that got involved with anti-vax movements. Um, it's just so so ridiculous and focused. And I think it's interesting because it's like obviously, you know, um, witchcraft movement has had a long history with like the environmental movement. It's you know we are at least those of us who came from the the neo-pagan paths. Like uh, nature is a huge part of you know. It's part of the defining thing about the neo-pagan movement is nature-based religions is usually one of the, like the top three sentences that people will talk about. Um, but they still there's this crossover on vaccines and on health-related stuff, and where where they they end up on the same side as the science deniers, and it's just so frustrating because what is a vaccine other than like most vaccines use, you know, there's more than one kind of vaccine. There's live vaccines, but there are also vaccines where effectively you're training your immune system to deal with a virus that it's never encountered before. What is that other than, I mean, like, how is that not just an elaborate spell? <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, I mean, ooh, actually, that, that would be very interesting if, like, the, uh, the, the scientific or the chemical names for something would be recited as an incantation for a healing spell. <laughs> That'd, that'd just be neat. Well, but like, you know, so, I mean, medicine is, if anything, material components. Mm-hmm. It's, we, like, I think this is, and I blame a lot of this on kind of the, the well, actually, the, the very origins of how I come into witchcraft, where I do mostly energy work. I don't usually use material stuff. 
but like historically you know like if you talk about forms of witchcraft usually it's you know concoctions potions things like that what is medicine other than a very effective potion yes oh that's a beautiful way of looking at it i'm i'm gonna keep that in my back pocket for later i like that i like it a lot very cool so so that's why we use the medicine first you use yes. the strongest magics first and yes the strongest one is medicine yes there because you go it works Oof, that's beautiful. Well said. Oh, and speaking of uh, speaking of potions, oh my gracious, uh, there there's something I see getting put into a lot of potions that uh, that folks are mistaking for actual medicine, and that's essential oils. And we'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this in the same breath as as homeopathy and anti-vaxxing. Um, essential oils are aromatherapy; they're not medicine. Full stop. (laughs) My mom keeps buying essential oils, but she's not like using them as a cure. She just likes the way they smell. Okay, Um, well that's fine. fine. That's what they're for. Right. It's like and occasionally like she'll use like peppermint to open up her sinuses, but that's because like that's what it does. Like it's like just using, you know, putting a dab of the essential oil oil form like under her nose or something like that is not a huge deal, but you know. Yeah, it's not, not like for she's internal use. It. Yeah, yeah. Not do not for snort internal use. <laughs> uh, uh, just I hate essential oils so much. I know it's and, it's and literally the new snake oil. Well, it's multi-level marketing most of the time yeah. with this place, which is and, worse. Like, <sighs> it's have you seen the Bob's Burgers episode? Yes, actually, I was just thinking about that, about the, the sister, Gail, with the two vials of peppermint up her nose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it always reminds me of. It's like, ooh, this one is good for, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And I'm, again, just sitting back with the phys- physician's desk reference going, no, it's not. No, it's, put it down. Like, Stop it, telling people to ingest it. <laughs> so, like, that became such a th- So I... I stepped out of the general witchcraft community for a a long time because of some negative experiences. Like I was heavily involved when I was, you know, younger and in my early twenties and in my mid twenties. And then I kind of just like got so sick of stuff that I just kind of stepped away for a long period of time. Like I kept up my, like I kept practicing witchcraft. I didn't stop being a witch, but I stopped talking to other witches because, and then I came back when I came back, essential oils had like, blown up in in the meanwhile and it was just one of these things i'm just like no please stop why i would like, have hoped you'd all gotten smarter what is this oh no one yeah. ever gets smarter and with and witchcraft is always going to be something that people new people are always going to get invested in right away and then only a small percentage stick around it's dabbling is good and this is i'm not like this is not a criticism of this behavior because i think that the only way for someone to know whether or not they actually want to stick with something is to try it and so but that always means that like especially in online spaces and in communities there's always going to be a huge number of people who are inexperienced who are jumping into this for the first time and so it makes it much more susceptible to fads it makes it much more susceptible to you know the um, bad information gets passed around a lot faster because of this too, uh, but it it always makes it more susceptible to like uh, 
these these trends like essential oils suddenly becoming the hot new thing whereas those of us who are old and cranky just kind of go uh sure this, oh not not this again not Ooh. not this is i mean like guys at least crystals are pretty and don't sm- i okay so another thing is that like i have a lot of migraine triggers that Same. are scent based and Ooh. so um I have a lot of scent-based migraine triggers, and so many of these things give me a massive headache. If you buy, like, 20 crystals and have them in the same room with me, that's not going to give me a headache. Well, not unless their light reflect, refracts off of them in a certain way, I suppose. Ah, but I don't, I don't, get, I, I don't tend to get light-related headaches. Oh, you're so, so lucky. I am. All um, of my <laughs> triggers are light-related. All of mine are scent-related. Uh, oh. so it's suddenly it's like, oh, you've, you've made this world unpleasant for me. <laughs> this is oh. like, I don't buy scented candles. Oh, wow. <laughs> like Oof. some scented candles are okay, but enough of them are really bad that like, I'm just like, nope, nope. Like I've got a cinnamon candle, but it's like actual cinnamon sticks and cinnamon is not a trigger for me. So it's good. Um, nice, but it's uh, but like scented can like, but that's not a like the candle itself is not scented. They're just cinnamon sticks embedded in the candle, so when those heat up, they smell, and it's oh, nice and lovely. Nice. But like that doesn't bother me because it's not oils in the wax. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, a lot of a lot of scented candles. You know, even if they use natural oils or uh, you know natural scent extracts or whatever, um, in order to make the scent spread throughout a room, they're so oversaturated that if someone yeah. has you know scent based uh, migraine triggers, it it will just put them on the floor. Like so, I'm a witch who can't deal with scented candles. What do you think I'm going to do about essential oils? <laughs> Uh, but that actually brings up a very good point. Um, you know, when you're when you're doing your your magic, you have to be aware of the other people in your household and the other people in, in your uh, your general environment. And if they have, you know, headache triggers or or health triggers or allergies of any kind, uh, you need to be aware of what those are, and you need to you know be considerate of that when you're when you're doing your work. Um, and that includes not telling people to take certain herbal cures, uh, if they're on other medication or if they have a health condition that could be negatively affected by it. Actually, that, that is something else that, uh, that I've seen is, is, is witches, uh, claiming that they can practice medicine without licensing or proper training because you know they read a few books on herbalism and yeah i'm like you can be a naturopath or a homeopath or whatever and use those treatments for yourself that's completely fine but when you start recommending them to other people especially outside your household when you start using them on other people on your children on your pets that gets real dangerous real fast and just for a swath of reasons, not the least of which is the possible dangers to other people's health. You shouldn't do it. If you want to mess with your own health, that's fine. But you shouldn't be making that decision for, you know, other people. 
nobody cares if you poison yourself. But when you poison other people, that's when people get angry. Oh, yeah. that That's literally <laughs> what they, you know, put people on trial for is, you know, oh, you used, uh, you know, yeah, you're a healer or whatever, but your your cure didn't work or it made someone sicker or it killed them. So guess where you're going? Uh, yes. And in, insert uh, insert Monty Python sound cues here. Yeah. I mean, we're not turning anyone to into into newts anymore, regardless of how much I'd like to some days. No, no, we're not. <laughs> but it gets better. Uh, but yes, and it, it should be uh, mentioned just because, you know, we're, we're being wonderfully salty and curmudgeonly here, which I'm, I'm greatly enjoying. <laughs> um, listeners, please don't uh, feel like we're calling you stupid or that we're saying you're unintelligent or that you don't know what you're talking about or I mean I might be saying you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> or that you're or that you're not valid as a witch if you do these things you are still completely valid you're always oh, yeah. valid let's, just let's, let's be really clear like yeah just, hey, if, if you're a witch who wants to use essential oils great oh yeah don't just drink them. be safe <laughs> you need to be safe you need to have common sense you gotta do your research and this is why I always recommend to anyone who asks and probably anyone who listens and a few people that don't want to, uh, that, you know, if you're going to be getting a magical education and especially if you're study, uh, studying as a solitary, which you need to have practical study along with it. And the biggest one that I cite is if you're going to be working with herbs, you need to know what they do and it's you need to know how to use them safely. I think the easy way to think about this is that we're podcasters. We're deeply invested in you making it to the next month's episode alive. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> very, very deeply. And as an author, I'm, I'm invested in you uh, uh, still being able to read and enjoy my books. So yes, most of uh, most can't recommend podcasts and books to other people. Oh, and also then you won't be in the world making it more beautiful with your 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 lovely presence and your amazing witchcraft. So sure, that that's... too. But the important thing <laughs> is the listening to podcasts and telling people about books. <laughs> You're the best curmudgeon ever. Uh, so fun. Uh, so this is easily going to be the longest episode of Hex Positive thus far. I'm super enjoying it, but I did want to just go back to that, uh, that red clover thing real, real fast before we, uh, we wrap up. Red um, clover, red clover, send cancer over. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> red clover, red clover, send common sense over. Uh, the funniest part to me, um, after the whole discussion where it was like, you know, oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to look to ancient sources. And I was like, honey, if all you're using is ancient sources, you need to update. Google exists. Modern medical studies exist, so on and so forth. The funniest part to me is that not long after this very same person mentioned that they had gotten a contract with Llewellyn. Oh, God. I laughed so hard. Oh, Llewellyn. Oh, it just, it was so perfectly ironic. Oh, always the high standards at Llewellyn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've never published anything terrible ever. 
Yeah. It seemed oddly fitting since Llewellyn isn't big on making people cite sources for their arguments either. So anyway, Llewellyn house style. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, So just a final reminder, which is, as we wrap all this up, uh, believing in witchcraft should never, ever rob you of critical thinking or common sense. Just as science and religion are not mutually exclusive, nor are they, you know, diametrically opposed, witchcraft and magic are not equivalent to or greater than science. Uh, Just because we're picking up and reviving or reconstructing old beliefs and traditions does not mean that we need to regress by leaps and bounds in our understanding of how the world works. And it also doesn't mean that we should ignore important modern advances for keeping ourselves and our families well. Witchcraft will not cure coronavirus however much we wish it would. So just make sure you keep yourselves safe out there. You know, we're, we're recording this like how many, how far in advance? Ugh. Uh, well, we're recording in June of 2020. This is probably going to come out in uh, in August, I so, think. So I'm just saying, so how we're... crazy would it be if we managed to cure coronavirus with witchcraft in the meanwhile? That's I'm just saying, look, how much egg is going to be on your face? <laughs> well, you know what? I will happily eat like a mile's worth of crow if we manage to cure coronavirus purely with witchcraft before the end of the summer. I will happily yeah. pick up that fork <laughs> because it will have been worth it to to save that many lives. So, yeah. That's not yeah. Everything's well, terrible and the world's on fire, folks. But on the upside, um, uh, apparently red clover tea can fix it. Oh, geez. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Um, we're definitely doing this again because I am having <laughs> the best time. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Trey is one of the fabulous, fabulous people involved in the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Uh, Trey, why don't you tell us a little about it? Nerd and Tie Podcast Network is a Wisconsin-based podcast network, which we somehow let Bree on. Um, <laughs> That uh, offers podcasts. You called me. <laughs> I did. I did. It's. I mean, you're not the person on the network furthest away from Wisconsin. That's still Vink on That's from true. Famicom Dojo. He lives in Japan. Yeah, um, and I'm only from, I'm only in Virginia, so. Yeah. Uh, so the Nerd yeah. Podcast Network, uh, we have podcasts ranging from witchcraft to true crime to actual play role playing game podcasts. Uh, you can find all of them at nerdandtie.com. Um, you can find me on that network as I am the host of BS Free Witchcraft. I'm also the co-host of the Nerd and Tie podcast, the flagship podcast that launched the network. Um, technically, On This Day with Trey features me, but I recorded all 366 episodes like in 2014. So like they're all, it just recycles episodes every day, but it's technically there. Um, and of course, Stormwood and Associates, the actual play podcast I'm on, which I can't tell you what's i can't give you a good intro to what's going on because this we haven't recorded the episodes that are going to be airing when this comes out yet so (laughs) um but all that can be found at nerdandtie.com um bs free witchcraft if you want to find that specifically also can be found at bs free witchcraft.com you can find me on twitter at 
T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. You can find me on Tumblr at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. Or you can find links to everything I do on the internet at trhonline.com. Um, that's the ancient site, which has many things on it that I am ashamed of that I will not take off the internet because um, it's good SEO. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I have a Patreon if you want to support me and everything I do at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And definitely, definitely, definitely check out Nerd and Tie podcasts. All of them are really, really fabulous. And if you're enjoying Hex Positive, please, please do uh, go check out our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft. It is loads of fun. If you've enjoyed Trey being uh, Wiccan and curmudgeonly on the show this week, uh, or this month, I should say, you can go and get that every month over on BS Free. and I want to point out the show is not just about Wicca. It is a it's about the whole modern witchcraft movement. I just preface that uh, I am I am a Wiccan witch because, you know, yes. that's if you can hear me complain about a lot of stuff. If you want to oh, hear yeah. me complain about Wiccans, there are a bunch of episodes where I do that too. <laughs> We're the worst. <sighs> The the whole show is wonderful. There's 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 so many episodes that I just I spend the entirety of it just sitting back and kind of, you know, just like, yes, yes, preach, say the thing. It's true and you should say it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So from me, from Trey and from all of us out there in the Internet spaces, uh, witchlings, stay safe, wash your hands and remember, always practice safe hex. And join our Discord. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at, at Brina Garen on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hacks. <laughs>